We come now to our New Testament lesson. You may notice I'm now wearing my mask right now. We, uh, through the miracle of technology, uh, we're going to add the sermon into the uh, video we've just uh, filmed of the choir leading us in worship. So it's just me and Jamie right now left in the sanctuary. Even Tim has left me. So I'm going to have to make little smart comments, and Tim's not there to defend himself. So this could be, this could be a lot of fun since Tim can't defend himself. But our, our New Testament lesson will come this morning from 1 John, 1 John chapter 4. We're going to read verse 13 through 21. We'll be reading basically 13 through the end of the chapter where John writes these words. By this we know that we abide in him, in he in us, because he has given us the Spirit. We have seen and do testify that the Father has sent his Son as the Savior of the world. God abides in those who confess that Jesus is the Son of God, and they abide in God. So we have known and believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And those who abide in love abide in God and God abides in them. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness on the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in the world. This, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears does not reach perfection in love. We love because he first loved us. Those who say, I love God and hate their brothers and sisters are liars. For those who do not, do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God who they have not seen. The commandment we have from him is this. Those who love God must love their brothers and sisters also. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> we... um. As a family recently, we're doing like many of you do, I'm sure, in this time when there's not much to do, but watch a lot of TV. So we spent a lot of time these last few weeks and months watching TV. So one night we were scrolling through the television and it came upon the A-Team. I'm like, ooh, the A-Team, Mr. T, B.A. Baracus, I'm going to relive my childhood. Turns out it wasn't the original TV show, but instead it was the movie, which I had actually seen in the theaters many years ago. And... I liked at the time. I will say I did not like the movie as much this time as I did the first time because in my mind I was expecting the original A-Team TV show and instead I got the movie. I was trying to explain to my family, to my kids about the A-Team the A-Team or the original TV show and Mr. T and B.A. Baracus and how he was afraid to fly. And one of the, one of the continuous gags in, in the TV show was there was this big guy with the mohawk and the muscles who was always afraid to fly and they had to figure out some inventive way to knock him out or make him unconscious and he'd wake up later in the episode at the place where they were doing their job. And that was always one of the funny things. There's this big, strong, muscular guy. And he was afraid to fly, kind of the punchline. Fear is an interesting, interesting thing. Fear is an interesting motivator. I was recently reading recently about Michael Jordan. Some would say, and I'm one of them that say Jordan is the best basketball player of all time. And Jordan's motivation, he was not motivated so much by winning as he was motivated by the fear of losing. He didn't want to lose. He, he sometimes was more afraid of losing or hated losing more than he enjoyed winning. Fear is an interesting motivator. 
we're all afraid of something. Every one of us is afraid of something. Now, I'm, I'm a fraidy cat. I, I'm afraid of everything. I, I, I am. I'm, I'm a complete and utter coward. I'm, I cannot watch scary movies. I have zero desire. Y'all know I love movies and love pop culture and things like that, but I don't, I don't have any desire to watch scary movies. I don't even like, like dramatic movies. I, I like funny or in-depth or thinking. I don't do fear. I, life's hard enough. There are enough actual things in life to be scared about. I'm not interested in watching something. I don't want to spend two hours being terrified. That's just not something I do. I do not care for fear. I do not care for being afraid. I don't like any of that. I do not like fear. I used to joke my worst fear in life was being trapped on top of a tall building, being chased by a snake with a needle. I don't like, I'm afraid of everything. Today's text talks about fear. But it talks about fear in an interesting way. This is what it says. It says this talking about fear. It says that um, fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. Fear. It says before that that perfect love cast out all fear. Fear has to do with punishment. There's two types of concepts of fear in Scripture. One is the what I would call a positive fear. The fear. It says the fear of the Lord is what the Scripture calls it. The fear of the Lord is the beginning, beginning of all wisdom is what the Scriptures teach us, that we fear God. We're, you hear, whoa, you know, Jamie's a good man. Jamie's a God-fearing man. We hear that a lot, a God-fearing man or a God-fearing woman. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom or all righteousness. What that fear there is talking about is a respect a reverence for, not a quaking in your boots fear of, but a respect and reverence for. We fear the Lord. In other words, we respect God. We have reverence for God. In many ways, we should, in that type of thinking, we should fear each other. You know, that we should have reverence for each other. We should fear life. We should have reverence for life. Fear. Fear in that way is almost a term of respect or a term of reverence. The, the reverence of God is the beginning of all wisdom or of all righteousness. That type of fear is a positive reverence and respect for it. And there is a, there is a, there is a, a, a bit of fear in that when something is that awesome and that amazing. I mean, I was, when my children were little, little babies, newborns, I had a fear of them. Not that I was afraid they were going to punch me in the face, but I was so in awe of this new life that was created that I had a respect for it. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom, all righteousness. That's what that's talking about. What this passage is talking about, this passage is not talking about that though. This passage says, for fear has to do with punishment. This is a type of fear that we see in the garden. This is the fear that Adam and Eve had when they ate from the tree that God had forbidden them to eat from. 
The scripture says that when they ate from this tree, they saw and they heard God walking in the cool of the evening and they hid from them, him, hid from God because they were afraid. This fear has to do with punishment is what the scripture said. Adam and Eve hid from God because they were afraid and this fear was about being punished. I was, you know, pretty fortunate throughout most of my academic career to make fairly good grades. But like any student, there was times I did not quite make the highest grade. And I'll never forget in third grade, um, I, I would, I'm, I'm glad I'm not a criminal because I'd be a really bad criminal. In third grade, um, I made a, I think I made like a 50-something on a, on a handwriting test. If any of you have ever seen my handwriting, you would say to yourself, yeah, that's about right. 52 is about right. Yeah, that's about right. So back then at Bogachita, if we made a bad grade on a test, this is back in the olden days when the earth's core was still cooling, um, we, we, we had to go and get this test, this failing grade signed by your, by your parents. Now, of course, I didn't necessarily want to get a 52 signed by my mom or daddy because I was going to get in trouble. I didn't want to let them know I failed a test. If I did that, I was going to get a whooping. So, I, so me and my brilliant criminal mastermind, what I did was I hid it from them. And of course, being the criminal genius that I am, I hid, I folded up, I got my, my slip that I needed to have signed, and I folded it up real tight and real thick, and I slid it under uh, my, 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 my bed sheets where, of course, my mom was going to find it. So I was so afraid of getting in trouble that I hid the bad grade that mama needed to sign. And, of course, mama found it because I'm stupid. And then, of course, guess what happened? I got in more trouble because not only did I, I had to have it, I got in trouble for making the bad grade, which I knew was going to happen. But then I got in trouble for hiding it. I got double the trouble. My fear caused me to get in more trouble than I should have. Fear has to do with punishment. The text here says that Perfect love cast out all fear. When we understand that we are loved perfectly, that perfect love casts out all fear. Let me tell you why God's perfect love is perfect and why it casts out all fear. Two, two real quick reasons. One is this. When we understand that we are loved perfectly by God, we understand that we are protected and cared for by God. I think about, um, I think about a child when a storm passes. I, my, one of my great fears when I was a small child was I was terrified of bad weather. It was just, I, was just, I was so scared of bad weather. I don't know what must have happened when I was a small child, but I was just terrified of bad weather. And, and, and so anytime, anytime, there'd be a storm roll in. There'd be a storm roll in. I would run immediately to my parents. 
And I was never been, I was never the kind of kid that liked. To, I'm I'm not a hugger. Some of you some of you are huggers. Although I, I have joked that whenever we get over COVID, I'm hugging everybody. You know, everybody's getting a hug from me, and I'm not a hugger. But when the storm would come, the thunder would start rolling. I would run, and I would run, and I would get, I would climb into the arms of my mama, and she would hold me tight. She would hold me tight. And no matter how scared I was, I knew that when I was in her arms, I was safe. I was protected. The child knows that no matter how bad the storm is, no matter how worried or afraid they may be, when they are in the arms of their parent, they feel safe. They feel secure. Perfect love. God's perfect love for us drives out all fear because we know that whom have we to fear when we're safe in the arms of our loving heavenly Father. When we understand just how much we are loved, when we understand how much we are valued, when we understand how much God loves us, His perfect love in our life drives out any fear that we have or that we experience because we understand that we are loved perfectly. We are loved perfectly. God's perfect love for us drives out any fear that we have because whom have we to be afraid of? Because God loves us. No matter what happens, we are safe and secure in the arms of our Savior. We are loved perfectly. We are protected perfectly. We are cared for perfectly because of God's perfect love. So one reason perfect love casts out all fear is because we understand that we are loved perfectly. But the second thing is this, the second thing this is that it notices that this perfect love is about perfecting. It says that we are perfected in this perfect love. What God's love does is when God's love through his grace and Holy Spirit enters into our hearts, that love changes us. God's love changes and transforms and redeems and restores us. And we are loved perfectly. So we are loved perfectly. We love God better. We love our neighbor better, and God's perfect love perfects us, sanctifies us, restores us, redeems us. And that perfect love drives out all fear because that perfect love drives us closer to God, closer to each other. We are restored, sanctified, redeemed, perfected. Fear deals with punishment and drives us from God. His perfect love deals with restoration and drives us closer to God. We all have different verses that mean a lot to us in our life. I, my favorite verse in the Bible is John 10, 10. The thief comes to rob, to kill and to destroy but I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. I love Romans 8, 28, all things work for good for those who love God and are called according to his purposes. Genesis 50, 20, what intended for evil, God intended for good. But let me tell you my favorite verse for preaching. My favorite verse for preaching is Romans 2, 4. Romans 2, 4 says, do you not know that you are driven to repentance by the kindness of God? 
I said at the beginning of the sermon that fear is an interesting motivator. Well, here's the deal, y'all. I think fear is actually a terrible motivator. Because here's the thing, I can, I can make you afraid of something. I can, I can guilt you into something. I'm a preacher. We preachers are good at that. We're good at, we're good at making you afraid of things, and we're good at guilting you into things. So, yeah, as a preacher or any religious leader, we can make you afraid. We can make you want to serve God out of fear. Serve God out of judgment. Serve God out of being afraid of God like Adam and Eve were afraid of God in the garden. Not, a, not the fear of God that we need, the reverence, but being afraid of God. Yeah, we can do that. We can serve God out of fear. Sure we can. Yeah. And that'll last for about six months. I jokingly say we can bow up and do anything for six months. We can be afraid of God for about six months. And guess what happens? The fear wears off. The fear wears off. And we'll see what we can get away with. Well, God's not looking, so what's it matter? Fear has to do with punishment. And you can't stay amped up all the time because you just get over it eventually. You stop being afraid. Fear's a terrible motivator. My opinion. Because eventually we stop being afraid. But you know what the best motivator is? Perfect love. Do you not know you are driven to repentance by the kindness of God? God's love for us is the ultimate renewable resource. It's the more we love, the more we feel love, the more we get love, the more motivated we are. The more I understand God's love for me, the more I want to serve God. The more I understand God's forgiveness of me, the more I forgive others. The more I understand God's grace to me, the more I want to give grace to others. The more I understand the sacrifice of Jesus for me, the more I want to sacrifice for Jesus. The more I understand what God has forgiven me of, the more I want to forgive others. The more I understand how God has lovingly redeemed me, the more I want to give God all of my life to be redeemed. The more I understand his perfect love and how it sanctifies and calls me, the more I want to give him all of my life, all of my dreams, all of my fears, all that I am. The more I understand his perfect love, the more I understand how much he loves me, the more I want to give all of my life to God to be loved perfectly by God to be restored perfectly by God, to be redeemed perfectly by God. The more I understand how much God loves me, the more I want to love him. The more I want to serve him. The more I want to have his grace and love redeem every part of my life. Fear has to do with punishment. And fear is a terrible motivator. Perfect love casts out all fear. And perfect love is the perfect motivator. I know we're afraid, y'all. I know we may not feel it. I was telling Tim tonight as we were filming tonight, 
I just got kind of sad tonight, filming. I looked out at the pews, and I'm picturing where a lot of you sit. And I miss your face. I miss seeing you. I really do. I went to Kroger the other night and uh, ran into a bunch of church folk and waved at some church folk. And just made, I, t- I told, came home to Holly. I said, I think I'm going to Kroger every night. And I hate going to Kroger. <laughs> but I said, I, it was good. I'm gonna do it. I think I'm going to do it every night just to see who I run, see who I run into. And it filled me with joy. A lot of us are afraid right now, aren't we? Or angry. Or sad. I know I am. I know I'm all those things. I'm every, everyone. I'm discouraged. I'm sad. I'm angry. I'm everything. Just like you. I shared on Facebook recently that great quote from Lord of the Rings where I Ours is to decide what to do with the time that we have. And it'd be very easy right now. So easy, y'all. So easy to give into fear or discouragement or anger or any of these things. It'd be so easy. In fact, it's kind of tempting, isn't it? But God's word tonight says perfect love casts out all fear. Perfect love cast out all fear. And yes, I can feel afraid. And yes, I can be concerned. And yes, I can feel discouraged. And yes, I can have all these emotions running through my heart and through my soul and through my life. Yes. But God's perfect love cast out all that. And we can be redeemed even from these things we're feeling, even from our discouragement, even from our fear, even from our anger, even from our pain, even from our loss, even from our, from our hurt. Perfect love cast out all of that. For perfect, perfect love is God's love for us. And we are loved. Even now, and especially now. So it's okay to admit your sadness or your discouragement or your pain or your hurt or your loss or your anger or your frustration or whatever. But lay that at the foot of the cross. Lay that at the foot of the cross. And allow God's perfect love to redeem even that. I don't know how many of you have ever ridden in a in an 18-wheeler that had a sleeper in it. When I was a little boy, my daddy would drive between Macomb and Birmingham a lot. And during the summers, I'd get to go with him, and that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. We'd stop and eat all the good truck stops and all that. But then we'd stop on the side of the road or stop at a parking lot or, or, or stop at the factory. And the truck had a sleeper in it. And he'd leave the truck running. And we'd go back in the sleeper and go to bed. Sometimes I'd get tired while we were riding. And I'd go back in the sleeper and go to bed. And there's something about that, um, that, that, that mattress in the, sleep, in the sleeper, the back of the 18-wheeler. And about the hum 
of, 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 the, of, of the engine, the, the, the noise of it and, the, and, the, and, the, and the, the, the rhythm of it. I tell you, to this day, the best sleep I've ever had in my entire life was in the back of that, that rig. There's something about it. Now, here's the thing, y'all. That's crazy. It's not a big bed. Little bitty now that I think about it. I don't even know how I got. I was a little bitty back then. I don't even know if I can get into it nowadays. And there we were, especially when we were driving. There was trucks all around, going all around us. You know, we're in this big 18-wheeler, and it's hard to drive, and there's cars whizzing by us, and we're whizzing by cars. I should have been terrified. That's no place for a peaceful nap. Middle of an 18-wheeler, middle of the interstate. It's crazy. But I slept just fine. You knew why? You know why? My daddy was driving. He had that. I had nothing to be afraid of. My daddy was driving. He was going to take good care of me. We may feel like our life is whizzing all around us. So many things are zapping us and hitting us and hurting us and scaring us. Perfect love casts out all fear. Don't be afraid. Your daddy's driving this rig. He's got it. Don't be afraid. He's going to take good care of you. He has not left us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. Don't be afraid. Perfect love casts out all fear. Let's pray.